Welcome to Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. My name is Jordani McCoy, also known as Coach Donnie. This podcast was created to deliver enormous value for my tribe. These are people that desire to live a life they are boldly lit and on fire about. And for those that currently live a little life and want even more clarity, certainty, and creativity. My tribe takes radical responsibility for their lives and value the feeling of excitement, expansion, and emotional freedom. Together, we are on the love train, baby, with the purpose of self-love and love for others. So let's get this party started. So hello, 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 Bowly Lit and On Fire. How are you, my people, my people? I am so happy to be back, but let me tell you, let me tell you who I'm back with, okay? This is, I feel, what my version of Oprah looks like, okay? She is someone that I was actually introduced to, I'd say over a year ago, yeah, for sure, um, through a mutual friend. And then um, I started following her and kind of, at first, you know, I was like, okay, cool. You know, like you meet someone new, it's it's all good. Um, And then I noticed, I was like, wow, she's, she kind of, she's a little different. She stands out. Okay. I like that. So, 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 so her name is Abigail Gazda. She is an ontological coach, ontological life coach. I'm going to have to ask you about that. And um, one thing that you will hear her say all the time is she lives a life and unlike a life for she wants her heart to be unleashed and she helps others do the same. So I want to know more, like, tell me about you. Tell me about if someone's listening and they and say they, you know, they look you up on Facebook, which I I would recommend that you do that um, because she's the bomb. And say they see your profile, they're like, ontological coaching. What is that? What is yeah. That? Well, and I want to, so first off, thank you. Thanks for re- referencing me as Oprah. I really love that. It never gets old <laughs> to me. <laughs> one day you get tired, you can be like, all right, Donnie, okay? No, no uh, I don't know when that day will be. So we'll just, I'll let you know. Okay. But um, just thanks for having me on. And then also just the other day, you had tagged me in a post to say like, for all of you coaches who are just cold mark, cold messaging people, not creating any connection, like follow this person, follow this person. And you included me in that. And I was really grateful because it has been my commitment to be authentic, to make authentic connection, to be real, to be human. So I just, I really appreciate that. And I, and I know that that's why we connect. I, I really believe that if I am willing and committed to vibrating at an authentic frequency, that I'm going to connect that kind of person to. And so, and I like attracts like, and I see spot it, got it. So <laughs> thank you for being you. And um, great, great first question, ontological life coach. Love the chance to explain that. And, you know, in my day to day, I often call myself a clarity coach as well, because people kind of can grab onto that a little bit more because ontological is, it's like, well, uh, that's maybe not for me, but ontology is the study of the nature of being. This is about who we're being as opposed to what we're doing. We, talk, we were talking yesterday about high achievers and, and doing all the things and having all the looks, but being really unfulfilled or unsatisfied or, or struggling with feelings of unworthiness and 
whatever else. And I mean, it can be pretty extreme all the way towards like self-hatred and, and, and self-deprecation or self-sabotage. And so the way that we be is always more important than the, and then the what that we do or the, the what that we are like a title or a role. And so I love having people study the nature of being. And the way that I like to say that are my personal areas of expertise are emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and subconscious reprogramming. Mm -hmm. And that's so freaking important because it's not subjects in school. We know that much, right? But if, if we were more emotionally intelligent, I just can imagine so many problems in the world being naturally and effortlessly resolved. I agree. I agree. I was talking to one of my clients about that the other day because um, he's going through his transformation. And he's like, oh, my God. I just said, imagine if more people were like this. Yes. Yes. Like all this, we have this, this increased violence and we have we wouldn't have that. Yep. Like, you mentioned me like living my heart unleashed for others to do the same. That's that yeah. is exactly my belief system is like you are true to the depth of who we are. We are good. We are kind, we are loving, we are compassionate, we are generous, we are just, it's all of those things. And so to unleash our heart, like a lot of people kind of kind of immediately think like, oh, well, I'm greedy or I'm selfish, so I are materialistic or power hungry, or like we believe in the bad of people sometimes. But if we tapped into that true and authentic heart, like you said, so many, imagine if everybody were like that. But you know what? You know what? Look, you're doing good work in the world, okay? One person at a time. You got your book clubs and you got you got your whole crew. So, so oh, you know what? It, it's little by little and little by little wins the game. You know, we we often hear about coaches, right? And and we 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 see people online, but tell us more about you. Like mm-hmm. little Abigail, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what's little Abigail talking yes. about. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would love that. Um, yeah. So, what? Tell me more about you and um, just something that, and then, and we'll, you know, for sure, get into your coaching, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's so important that we that we get to know the person, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, honestly that's how I make my investments. Yeah. There was an investment that I made the other day that I was about to make and I put a deposit and you know what? There was something that didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And I, and I, I pulled yep. back. Yep. That's how we make investments. And it's really important for me. Like if I have to feel like, like a genuine, like this person really does give a shit. Well, and I love when you asked about little Abigail, because like when you said, tell me about you, I kind of tell people, oh, I was an athlete. I grew up playing basketball, played college basketball, yada, yada, yada. But when you said little Abigail, I want, I decided like, I want to go way back for a minute. And there was this nickname that I was given when I was little, like Pocahontas. <laughs> and I, ha- I hated it. I was the girl, I was this little kid who was, I'm fat. I'm still fascinated by life, like life earth. How freaking cool is this shit, right? Like it's that simple. And I I love being in nature. I love being out there. And like, so when I was little, I'd get so distracted and my mom would, you know, from love, I don't think she had any malintentions, but she would call me a space cadet all the time. Cause I was just like, like all over the place. And I wanted to hang out. I wanted to relax. I, you know, wanted to take my time and observe things, but 
being called Pocahontas like had its negative impact because I started to make that wrong. I started to make, and, and I um, actually told my fiance recently, I was like, I was the little girl, like if you didn't say it was unsafe to play with a bear, like I'd cuddle a bear, you know, like that's, no. <laughs> that's who I am. Like, is I, right. And I think, oh, you, <laughs> I know exactly. Just like, oh, come on. I just want to have fun. I just want to play. And, and you said it yesterday as like, you love people. I love people. And I believe that people are good. And I know there's bad shit happening. I know unspeakable things happening in the world. And I love people and I believe in the good in them. And I believe that the worse we are, the more disconnected we are from who we are. It can be that simple. All right. So you said the worse we are in your, you know, like how you view life, right? That means the more disconnected we are. Can you kind of go into that a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, when people come to me, a lot of like, especially clients or whatever. Um, now let's go like all the way down the spectrum, criminals, murderers, rapists, like mm. all the things. There's things that have tweaked up there in their heart, in their brain that hurt people, hurt people. Let's not get that confused and let's not overcomplicate that right it's just that the more hurt people hurt more people right and so it's just the degree and so i get people who come to me in coaching and they might be mean they might be nasty they might be crude or they're struggling with something but mostly they're angry they're sad they're neglected they're abandoned they've been abused and they ha- they are also like the biggest aspect is un healed. Mm. You can watch someone come right back to life. If you, if you witness their healing, yeah, yeah, if they so allow their healing. That's so true. You know what? It made me, wow. This is like very, it, it hits home because, um, I was, uh, so I have a, a dirty secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lots of those. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I was supposed, you know, I've been working on writing my story, right? Like my real transformation story for like over a year. And um, a big part of that story is anger, anger and, you know, just like rage, you know? And um, so when you talked about those people, like I saw myself in that, in that story. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. Wow. That's good. It, it, it's natural. And the one thing I want to just add for the listener is don't make yourself wrong about it. Because mm-hmm. we double up the emotional response. We're like, we have, we're human. We have our human stuff, but then we judge ourselves for being human. So we're like doubling the experience. Yeah. You know, I remember listening, I listened to that podcast and you were talking about uh, that you were Pocahontas and you were like, really kind of like, la, 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 la. And then, and then I really connected. I really connected when you said that you ran late a lot. I was like, my girl, yeah. I was like, yeah. Any, let me tell you. Yeah. Any, oh my God, Lord. Anyone that does yeah. well in life and has a history of running late, that's my people. Those are my people. Yes. 
right here. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have been, I play college basketball. I've been late for college basketball games, showing up, tying my laces, like, I'm here, I'm here. And they're like, yeah, you're not playing today. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> like, I have, like, you, you, I have been, I have paid some prices for being late some places, I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. And I'm not promoting tardiness, right? But it, you know what? <laughs> there is such a stigma, like, you're a loser if you run late. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know, you know, it's kind of funny. It has that negative stigma for sure. And then on top of that is like, we also have negative dialogue about ourselves for being late. That was, that was what I was sharing in that episode was when I, cause we had this challenge to actually be 30 minutes on time for everything. I was like, Oh Jesus. Like, I didn't know if that I was going to make that happen, but the more the month went on, the more I accepted the challenge and I loved it. I loved being early. I wasn't driving like a maniac. I was parking and walking into a building. Like I only sprinted through life before that, right? And I'd show up huffing and puffing and sweating. Like, and when I didn't have to do that anymore, I was like, oh my God, this is like a whole different life. I was meeting more people. I was, I was more present. So it's really a cool experience to give yourself the gift of like being on time or, or early even. And I love what you said in the podcast. You said, you know, you, when you're on time, okay, and you actually say good things to yourself. You know, you say like, that was a good job. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? And it's so, so, no, I, I totally, I totally, I totally get that. So when I am on time, I do say good things to myself. So tell me, tell me, tell me. So we talked about little, little Abigail, right? And then I know you went, you know, you went through, through life, felt like different phases of life. And then there was a point, right? There was a point, And I know that we go through transformation in, in, in different ways. The way I describe it is some people are pulled and some people are pushed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, really like, Oh, this is, I'm, I don't know why, but it's calling me. And then other people have to go through the hurt. Like I went through the hurt of failed relationships and I felt like kind of some just overall shitty relationships. So, and then I, I got to the point where I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know? So tell me what was yours? Like what, what was yours? Yeah, it was. And it's definitely both. I think that that comes with age, let's say, or, and obviously age and maturity are not exclusively, what is it? Mutually exclusive, right? They do not, one does not equal the other. (laughs) And so, um, so I would say it comes with maturity, definitely comes with maturity. So in my youth, I was pushed. We might call that ambition or grit or, you know, determination, resiliency, those are all great. Those are all really great aspects. And they're not always authentic. Mm -hmm. So the difference between the push and the pull is that like when, because I sometimes I feel like I have strings looped to my heart that are yanking me towards where I'm going in life. Like I was just saying this to my coach yesterday because I was like, the pull is so strong. Like, I don't know why I feel so called to be so big. Like I'm going to be a New York times bestseller. I'm going to speak in stadiums. I'm going to talk to millions of people. I'm going to help transform millions of lives. And like, I, I know that I used to um, judge myself for that. I definitely went through phases of like, who do you think you are? And what do you need to do that for? Like quit with the grandioso. Cause I thought it was a push. I thought it was a need to validate my like 
my worthiness or look at how good you are. And it's freaking not. It is like, I keep going back to, you said you love people. Like I love people loving their lives and I can't get enough of it. It wakes me up. It keeps me up and it keeps me going. And it's a pull. Like there are things I do that are bigger than I believe I am putting a book out in the world, uh, putting the podcast out in the world. Like I didn't know how to do that stuff, but I knew it was what was next. And I spent time figuring out how to do it. That's what the difference between the push and the pull is for me is that the push is usually probably a little bit more inauthentic, more externally driven. And the, the pull is internally driven. Nice. Nice. I love that. Now, as far as like the, the moment when you were like, you decided to go into coaching. The moment you were like, you know, something, I don't know what it is, but I want to press the reset button. In regards to that, was that more elicited because of pain or was that more because of, of more of like a pull? Like, you know, my heart is calling me or like life right now has kicked me in the ass and I need to know because something ain't right. No, that's such a great question because um, I'm familiar with both aspects. For me, the answer is both. And it's quite interesting because it's like an intertwining. I said yes to coaching, um, total organic, like happenstance. I hired this girl. I was a manager at um, a big corporate gym chain and I was managing and I hired this girl part-time and she hands in her application and it's like, master's degree, Leo Burnett, which is a huge advertising agency. And then um, life coach on the bottom. I'm like, girl, what are you doing here? Like you want to be a manager? Cause she was applying for part-time and she goes, no, I just quit my big time job and I'm becoming a life coach. And I just need some part-time money while I figure this out. So I was like, awesome. Cool. She, we're sitting together at the front desk for two weeks working together. And she's like, I don't make any commission off this, but will you come observe my coaching program? Because everything that you say is everything I'm being trained to say. Like, I just think you need to see this. And I was like, yeah, sure, wonderful. And, and I had, I got my degrees in education. I am a teacher at heart. Like, I am a speaker at heart. And so I go watch this. It's November of 2015. And I walk in and I hear this conversation that, adults, men and women are having. And it was like, I had arrived at the promised land. I had never heard this conversation, but I knew it. Like my heart spoke that language. And I was like, that's it. There was literally no turning back or like no point of return. Mm -hmm. So I said yes to a year long $15,000 program right there on the spot. Cause I was like, Nope, this is, that's it. November 15, fast forward to February of 16. So I did the early bird registration. The next program didn't even start till February. It starts on a Saturday, the Wednesday before my husband asked me for a divorce. Like, I don't want to be married. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have agreed to this. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want this. And so when you asked, was it a push? Was it a pull? It was genuinely a pull. It was that most organic and authentic hell yes to this. And the moment I arrived on my first day, I was in complete crisis. And so my experience of that training program was 
a lot of turmoil, a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of shedding. I do not believe in the mistakes of timing. I believe in divine intervention. And so that needed to happen. That that went the way that it went. But yes, it was definitely like, a, oh my gosh, what about my life now? Because I thought I had it together. I At that point, when I signed up in November, my life, I was married. We were house shopping. I thought we were about to start having babies. Like I was on this huge upward trajectory, loving everything about my life. And a yes to coaching was only like a yes to more, a yes to bigger and greater. And then I just got wiped out and started from ground zero. So it's like a really much, or like a whole both answer. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. You know what? Um, I always say that I am connected, provided, and protected. Yes. That is the epitome of being connected, provided, and protected. Yes. Can you yes. say amen? Okay. Amen. A hundred times. So um, that's awesome. Okay, so you go through the program, right? You go through the program. Is there like one thing that you remember that really stuck out? I do. And I don't know why this is the thing. Cause like think of 12 months of a coaching program, right? Like all the breakthroughs, but what wants to come through right now is the lesson about relationship. You, you are only ever doing three things with relationship. You are growing it, killing it, or letting it die. And then it becomes time to get real honest about every relationship you have. <laughs> so can you give like a real life Say somebody's listening, right? And they're like, well, how do I know if I'm growing, killing, or dying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to give two examples. One is for for people, and two is for things, because we have relationship with things too. So, but once you hear that, you it's like a oh. I know which one I'm doing, right? Like, so think about your relationship with your significant other or your boss or or yourself or your parent, right? You are growing it, which means there's active participation. Now, I want to say something about relationships. It's not meant to be 50-50. It's meant to be 100-100, right? You show up. Yes, thank you. And so you know if you're showing up for a relationship 100%, you also know when you're showing up 20% or whatever that number might be. And so you just have to be honest with yourself. So I think the percentage is helpful to take a look at my growing it am I killing it? Meaning I'm actively not participating or I'm actively doing something to ruin it or sabotage it. And then there's somewhere around like that, you know, that 20 to 40% where you're just letting it die. Hi, hi, how are you? Maybe you respond, but you never really follow up, that sort of stuff. So you know what, you know what you're up to if you'll be really honest with yourself about that. And especially in reference to people, let's talk about your business or your finances, or your health. You're growing it, killing it, or letting it die. How active are you in the growth of your business? How much are you sabotaging the success, right? How are you treating your body or your finances? If you're just letting your finances die, you're struggling with debt, you're getting bill after bill, you're getting call after call, your income does not match your outgoing, your expenses. And so it's this overwhelm. And it, then you're, that goes back to the relationship with self. Are you growing it, killing it, or letting it die? So it's just a place to start being really honest with yourself. Nice. It's a great place to take inventory. So you had these three categories, right? Mm-hmm. And say someone looked at their finances and they're like, okay, or their health, because 
The other day I did this with my client. We went over, we took like five categories. And I was like, what is your like vibration? Like, what is your intuition? What is your gut? What's your heart tell you about these categories, right? Like, where are you at? Mm-hmm. So like, say if, if you're in the process of, okay, I see, I have an assessment. I see what's going on. Now I'm actually doing something about it. Mm-hmm. So then what phase would that be? You're, you're not killing it. Growing it. You're growing it. Okay. Right. Got right. Because right. growing it doesn't mean it's thriving. Mm-hmm. Boom. And this, this, is, this is the differentiator. Bond. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of people think, right? They think one way. Where um, the word that comes to heart for me is progress. We're making progress, yes. right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And people aren't really okay with progress. Seriously, I have to really make my clients be okay with progress. We need to talk about this. <laughs> well, too, because when I say that to people, they're like, it's like, it's like an alien just landed right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> right. They like, only stare at the destination and then like anything less than that is failure. And if we refuse to acknowledge progress, then we're just, one, we're not being, when it comes back to ontology, we're being defeated. Mm -hmm. And so with a defeated attitude, you're not going to even enjoy your success. It's just the whole way. And so it's, it's, I mean, make it fun, enjoy, acknowledge, celebrate, receive, like, let it be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. That was a good nugget. That was a Thank good you. nugget. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, I want, I want, I want my, I want my people to walk away with something. So totally. yeah, no, that's awesome. So then now we're done with the coaching program, right? And we're out here in the world. Yes. Wow. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, tell us about that journey because there's so many people that want to, right? You know, I think we attract similar people, you know, in, in to, to some degree where, you know, you have your job, but you want to step into something else. Like there's something that is in your ear, in your ear, and you try to push it away, but I'm too busy, blah, 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 and it's still there. Yep. So then how did you like make, start to make that transformation? Because that's Great. not easy. No, no, it's not. And I did it. I like, I'm really grateful for this question right now. Cause I'm like excited to share the answer. So thank you. Cause that year rough and tough and many layers of crying. And it was the first year that I explored therapy that I went to therapy because, um, divorce did a number, like it really messed with my worth I had been achiever my whole life and mm-hmm. I couldn't achieve my way out of how I was feeling now. Mm-hmm. And so I go through divorce. I go through this program all at the same time and come up on the year and graduate, graduating it. I booked this trip to Hawaii because in the program, I realized, holy shit, I'm waiting till I'm 50 and retired to live life. I learned just growing up in the Midwest, what you do is you get a career mm-hmm. and you do that career. And then you maybe, maybe you become a parent, but you give of yourself or you fulfill some role until you're done fulfilling that role. And then you get to do what you want to do when you're retired. That's how that goes. Right. And I was like, hell no. Like when I saw that it was, uh, 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 uh. so I, I realized that I was waiting for, to go to Hawaii specifically. It was just this like kind of bucket list thing. And I was waiting for like a man to take me or I was waiting for something, you know, just to have a reason to go. So instead 
I found a, you know, $150 round trip was my fine reason to go. So I go to Hawaii for the first time. I don't have any plans. I don't even book a hotel room. I land and I, um, <laughs> I land, I take an Uber and the Uber drops me off at this, just this random corner. And I find a moped stand. All I took was a backpack. I rent this moped and moped Ed, who's running the stand is talking to me. He's like, you want a coffee? And I go, yeah, sure. I mean, it's Hawaii. What are we doing? We're just hanging out. It's the beach. And so he's like, you want a coffee? I'm like, I guess I do. And he makes me a coffee in a glass mug. And I go, oh, I guess I'm hanging out here right now. <laughs> and so and so he's talking to me. He's giving me all the tips, all the local stuff. And he's like, you know what? I, so I rent a moped. He shuts down the moped stand and takes me on a tour, a local tour. And we go, he shows me what beaches to go. He's like, shows me what not beaches not to go to and all of the fun stuff. So I, and he's like, you know what? Keep the moped overnight. It's like a day rental. He's like, keep it overnight. Gives me a little, a lock. And I'm just roaming around. And then I, I get myself a hotel room, but this was the first time in my life I had ever done something that felt, it felt risky. I know it's just visiting Hawaii, but I went alone and I was nobody. For most of my life, I've been a role model in some way, shape, or form, but I was just somewhere as a person, and it was a totally different experience, and it set me free. That was December of um, 16. By January of 17, I visited California. By February of 17, I moved to California, and really, there's been no looking back. That year, I wrote my first book. I have just been from there, I've been so inspired because I let myself find out. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking I know it all, I started to fit, like discover and explore and learn and learn in a new way, not in the textbook way, in the life experience mm-hmm. way. And by putting myself out there and being willing to go explore the unknown, mm-hmm. I found unknown parts of myself that I really, really love. So this was like the beginning of, you know, when you first went into entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. is this when you actually yeah. cut ties from working full time? Great before? question. I knew, so like at, in my coach training program, I went from managing in LA fitness. I actually demoted myself. I was a corporate level manager. I went to manager. I went to front time part desk and you know, my boss is like, what do, do you need more money? Like, what do you want? And I'm like, no, dude, I am not a nine to fiver. So when you ask like, what did this really look like? I accepted about myself. I do not fit that mold. And like, I know that there's a lot of people who feel really out of alignment, forcing themselves to be an employee of sorts and it doesn't fit and it doesn't feel good. There's nothing wrong with you. If you put an eagle in a turtle's body, it's gonna feel weird and confusing, right? If you're an eagle, you got to be an eagle. If you're a turtle, you you can't put a turtle in an eagle's body either. It's no fun. And so you got to learn who you are and then you got to honor who you are. So yes, I started to step away from, you know, full-time positions. I kept a lot of part-time positions as I grew my business because one, I was scared. Two, I was learning, right? I knew I was great at being a coach. I was not great at being a business person. That took some growth. After learning to become a coach, I got more serious about being a businesswoman too. So then what's the, what's the one in, in that area that you, if there's a word or phrase or something that comes to you mm. 
that you think of that you would you would yeah. say to people like that want to you know step mm-hmm. into that and and all that good stuff. Yeah. You said something really brilliant in the early in the call and it was like little by little wins the game. Mm-hmm. What has worked for me this whole time is just show up. Mm-hmm. Just show up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just show up. And every time I have, whether it's immediate or delayed, there has been a result, a reward, a, something has come from it and has always moved me forward. And it's that pull. Just go. Just do it. Just raise your hand. Just speak up. Mm-hmm. And it's always produced results. Nice. So you've been a coach now for and, You know, you have five years. And, and one thing I wanted to say is I imagine you have a lot of coaches in your, in listening to your podcast, a lot of entrepreneurs and something that I'd love to say that happens to us is we, we need to shift from the employee mentality to the CEO mentality, whether you have employees or not, you are the CEO of your business. You are the CEO of your life. Right. And, but the thing is we've been trained and conditioned to be employees. So we start a business from an employee mindset. Right. And that's that eagle in a turtle body because we're confused and we, we are sad. Like we're sad about, there's no more hourly rate. We're addicted to the two-week paycheck. That's an employee thing. That is not a CEO thing. And so is having a structure creating a structure for yourself, saying how your schedule looks, how, when you wake up, when you go to bed, when you work with people, when you take calls, when you, whatever, you're the boss now. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to, you, there's no one to tell you. And so quit looking for it from somewhere because that's how people go broke, join in programs, getting taken advantage of in the self-development world. I hate seeing people taken advantage of in the self-development world because I, I do, I want people to thrive. The last thing I'll say is just that people do have it within. We just haven't been trained to find it there. So that's the shift. Now you've been coaching for five years. Wow. So what do you see in yourself and what do you know, you know in your heart that you embody, that you look back, like you, you look back at yourself three, four, five years ago and you're like, if I would have only known this. Yes. Like, what is that thing that you now know, right? It's almost like when I went skydiving or I did something that was really scary. And then I look back and I was like, girl, just, I would only know that. Like, what's that for you, Abigail? I've never answered that question this way, which is inner authority. I have a lot of answers for that question, but it, right now it's inner authority. We've, I've always had it. It's always been there but I haven't always been tapped into it. Okay, sweet. So what do you have coming up? Okay, like what's coming up for you? And um, whoever is listening, okay, if they want to reach you, if they want to contact you, how can they do that? Yeah, well, I would probably say that no matter when you hear this episode, what I have coming up is a Hearts Unleashed book club. So the Hearts Unleashed book club, we call it a book club, but it's a group coaching program. So you're going to do some heart work. You're going to do the emotional intelligence work. It's a six-week group coaching program. And we go over, so 
we go over my three books, but I have four and five other coaches right now in this time and space reality, which is like, we are also bringing other personal and professional development books into the book club. So I would love to invite anybody to go to abigailgazda.com forward slash shop, or just abigailgazda.com and sift around there. Cause I do have one-on-one programs. I do speaking and author events and all that fun stuff, but I would always encourage someone to start at the book club because it's really affordable. It's $97 and it's a really affordable way to introduce yourself to the idea of emotional intelligence or ontology. And the way that I shared when I entered that room and I found that conversation and my soul arrived home, like that's what we offer in the world. And so on abigailgas.com, you can check out the different book clubs that we offer Obviously, I've got the podcast and all of that fun stuff. So uh, my favorite place to hang out on social media is actually Instagram. I'm always in my Instagram story. So if you head over to Instagale, which is I-N-S-T-A-G-A-I-L, Instagale, uh, I'll be hanging out there. But I'm also on Facebook. And then I have the Facebook community, Growing Gratitude. It's a beautiful place to be to just come share your open heart. It's all about gratitude. I like to call it the safest place on the internet because it's just a a place to come celebrate the miracle of life. Awesome. Great. Great. Um, So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for all your gold nuggets. And for whoever is listening, I also want to thank you for your time and your attention and your energy and your support. So until later, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please reach out to me directly at boldly.lit at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.